Blog Talk Radio. All right, everybody, we are live and in color. Kaylin Patterson, can you do the honors? Kaylin, are you there? Well, maybe we don't have Kaylin quite yet. Mark, are you there? I'm here. Okay, very good. And do we have Justin? Is he calling in or? He should be. Let me quickly message him if he's not there. All right, sounds good. He's not here. KP, can you hear us now? All right, everybody. Sorry about this, but as in all things, sometimes technology is not our friend on this platform. So we are getting things worked out here. So hold tight. And while we're all holding tight, I hope everyone is having a fantastic week so far. The weather is great. Not too hot. Sun is shining. I, for one, am personally loving it. A lot of great things happened over the weekend. We had the uh, OCB Skyview Classic with the promoter, Lauren Thomas. A lot of great stuff there. We've got some uh, videos available on Midwest Muscle with some of the winners. So if you want to check those out and get a feel for how things went, head on over there on Facebook and uh, give us a view. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think. Give us some shout-outs and kudos to uh, all of those that you see over there. Kaylin Patterson, can you hear us? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. You're there. And we've still got Mark South, so I think we're just missing one person, Justin Figuera. So we're looking to get him on the line, and then we'll be ready to go. So, Kaylin Patterson, OCB Skyview Classic. Lay us on us. What did you think of that show? Well, I, considering with all the loops and jumps and tricks they have to do to to get this stuff going, it, it's always impressive to see how it maps out where it doesn't look like the travesty that it looks like it's going to turn out to be. So, I, uh, you know, I've been to some shows now this year and you know you're always wondering you know what's what's going to happen uh you know with the new regulations and rules uh, who's going to implement them correctly well, you know if there's something that might be a last minute change and we definitely saw some of those things but they still played out well and no one was put at risk so I'm always happy for that especially you know with so many health hazards we sure don't want to be a part of it so I, I just want to get that out there that was one of the biggest things for me is, you know, who who are we affecting in a good way and who are we not affecting in a bad way by, you know, putting their health at risk. And, uh, you know, the competitors still, you know, really grateful for the opportunity, for the chance. And that's something that I never thought about, you know, with everything that was going on, is just how grateful the athletes would be just to have a chance to show, you know, what they've prepped for, what they've done, because it means a lot to them, <clears throat> and I think it means more now 
even more so because of what's been happening in the friends and loved ones they know that are unhealthy and possibly at risk of losing their lives and then having a chance to be on the opposite end of that and still have a chance to compete in a, in a bodybuilding show. So I'm, I'm really impressed with that. And I, I thank God for those life moments that remind us of uh, how good life can be and how precious life can be at the same time. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, all of those, you know, definitely taking all of those things into consideration. But I will say that um, one of the highlights for me of the show, outside of all of the hoops and hurdles, or a couple of the highlights of the show, um, is that people, supporters came out in force. So we had a great crowd. And they, you know, I will say this about the OCB Skyview Classic. They have one of the best audiences consistently of any show that I have been to. They cheer so much and so wholeheartedly. And they're cheering for everybody. It doesn't matter if it's their athlete or not. So I I really enjoyed that. I also enjoyed uh, for the bikini class that the vast majority of the athletes, maybe close to 50%, if not 50%, were master competitors. So I love seeing, you know, men and women, but we're talking about the ladies here, you know, getting on stage and just taking hold of their health in this new challenge and just running with it. And that was by far um, two of my favorite things of the show as well. So oh, yeah. it was good show there. Good show. And, um, and actually for today's show, we are supposed to be discussing, um, we're supposed to be discussing today. We are supposed oh, to be goodness. discussing. <laughs> How could you forget? How could you forget? Well, since since you're on it, Kayla, go ahead and share with us what we're supposed to be discussing today. Generation Iron. Yes, Generation Iron, Natty for Life. There you have it. And uh, we have Mark South on, and we're supposed to have Justin Figuera on, who is one of the individuals featured in that video, but we don't quite have him yet. So I don't know, Mark, give us an update. Is Justin still going to be joining us tonight, or do we know? I'm hoping so. I just tried to get in contact with him, but he's just not answering at the moment, so I'm not sure. Well, that is okay. If he ends up being able to join us, we will bring him in and we will continue the discussion from there. But let's go ahead and uh, and jump right in. So we have Mark South on the line. You know, he's one of our favorites. Um from Australia and around the world, um, who is on. He's uh, seen the video and has some commentary to uh, share with that. And, of course, we want your thoughts as well. If you've had a chance to uh, check out the video, Generation Iowa, Generation Iowa, Generation Iron uh-huh. and Hattie for Life. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, part of it is, uh, I've had a, I've, I've been on Benadryl for the past few days, much to my chagrin. I don't really enjoy taking things like that, but out of nowhere, I've got hives, and it's just ridiculous, and they're everywhere. And ridiculous weather. Is it from what? All this ridiculous weather. My oh, goodness. I don't know we, about we, the ridiculous we, weather, we, but whatever it is, I'm I'm over it, and I've got. 
too much stuff going on this week to be uh, taken down by the hive. So I was going for the fast track of trying to recover, and that's kind of where we are right now. But uh, anyway, I digress. So, you know, the question is, or my question is, my first question is in seeing this video, the thoughts or this documentary, we'll call it, um, one of the first things I'd like to discuss is what do you guys think was natural bodybuilding um, showcased in an accurate light. And that's kind of what I want to kick off with right there. And Mark, we can start with you and then go to Kaylin and then we'll we'll just keep we'll just keep the conversation going from there. Yes, thank you. Um was it shown in a natural light? I think that uh, well, from me as an individual, um I thought that every natural athlete that was on there represented the sport extremely extremely well. Um, it didn't go a great deal into, let's say, their lifestyle and stuff like that, but certainly their mindset, um, what they feel um, on certain subjects such, such as steroids or being natural, what it means to them, was certainly very well um, demonstrated, uh, very warming and pleasing to see their passion and their heart for their sport and how they focus their mind and such things like that. And I think it was very good representation in parts from both sides of the, let's say, the in industry. Um, but it was certainly warming and great exposure for them. Uh, and they did themselves tremendously well, both uh, for the sport and themselves as individuals. I thought. Kaylin, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's this is kind of groundbreaking, and uh, we've had our foot in the foray uh, with different things. If you remember, uh, you know what we did up in in, in Minnesota at the uh, Minnesota Mayhem. So you know we we we're constantly you know testing the waters, and I, I think when you have things like that, people are very cautious and careful because they don't want to rock the boat too hard, where they lose the people that are already interested. And I think that's what was going on with uh, with this one. And so, you know, I think as they see that the natural athletes do have a fan back, fan backing, and uh, you know, people following, and there's a great interest in it. That you know, this will grow. And I, I didn't, I really didn't know how far they would go into what they were going into. But the fact that they even tried let me know that they have an interest and someone is basically saying, you know, let's check this out and see how it goes. Because I remember with uh, Jack Halverson and Christopher Worth, what we did up in Minnesota, it was another one of those situations. And it was a lot that had to go in there. And there was a lot of questions that were asked about, you know, what kind of interest might be in this and if it was worth doing. And then they found out that it was more than uh, worth doing. And, and then I think that, you know, for overall, it, it was portrayed as the athletes for who they are. And I think that's a, a really big thing. You know, they didn't have to put on a fake front and they didn't have to go with the script. They might have been asked questions that were basically uh, general or, or, or basic at some time or point. But it was, you know, for the overall, it did portray the athletes for who they were. And I think that's uh, the biggest thing we could have gotten out of that. All right. Very good. Oh, go ahead, Mark. 
No, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, that no, wasn't you? Me. <laughs> I don't know who that was because there's nobody else on the line with us at this moment. <laughs> well, that was interesting. Did anybody else hear that? Was I the only one who heard that? Am I making things up? No, I heard something. It might be the It might be the Benadryl. It wasn't the Benadryl. I definitely heard somebody sound like they were going to interject, and it didn't happen that way. So uh, not really sure what's going on there, but we will we will carry on from there. We will rock. Um, so I know that there are some questions out there of where people can, um, you know, download this video, purchase the DVD, or stream it, and they um, you have to go to the actual – Generation Iron website, um, Natty for Life, and they have all the options there where you can watch it from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. So uh, you can check it out there and or you can pre-order the DVD. So um, if you're wanting to take a look at it, you can uh, definitely go visit that page. So it's generationiron.com, and then they have all of the information for this episode, Natty for Life, out there. And I do, I mean, I do recommend that you guys go check it out because they have a little short synopsis of what this issue is all about. And then they do have photos of several of the natural athletes that are showcased in um, in this episode, and there's going to be a lot of faces on there that you guys know. And actually, I'm yes. just going to share this with you because the question on here is natty or not. Um, it says, featuring world-famous natural bodybuilder and former American gladiator Michael Hearn, Generation Iron 4, explores the inner workings of professional natural bodybuilding in an attempt to expose the truth behind the all-natural claim of the sport which I thought was, was very interesting that they were going to expose the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just feel I don't know if that was just fodder to get people interested yes. in watching the video or if they really thought they were going to find something that they didn't find. As if, you know, we all know there are some natties out there that claim to be natty, but they're not actually natty. But for the most part, all natties, most natties, 99.5% of natties are on the up and up and are doing everything that they say that they are doing. So um, I just found that very interesting in that wording. They say this next chapter in the flagship film series will also feature Kai Green and explore the controversial world of professional natural bodybuilding alongside top pros competing for Natural Olympia in a league dedicated to ensuring all competitors are free of performance-enhancing drugs. With medicine and technology continuing to change at a rapid pace across sports and entertainment, natural bodybuilding as a whole has been criticized and questioned. Can the league guarantee that these competitors are truly natural? So... I mean, that that was the description. Clearly, they were looking for the dirt to see what they could find. And, you know, what they came out with, what you've kind of already heard, if you haven't seen the video, is that, it, you know, it, in, in most of, what can I say, most of all, the, the outcome was positive. So there really wasn't a lot of dirt for anyone to find. Well, can, I, can I respond to that? Yeah. I would rather them go from that angle and and try to find because what what good is it to basically be sugarcoating 
the truth if if it's something otherwise. So I, you know, I didn't have a, an issue. I did the wording is basically to get people's interest in reading or watching. So I, I get that. Like you said, it's it's basically just throwing it out there. So you basically do click on it or purchase it. I, I get that. That's good marketing. I won't knock that. Uh, the part uh, that I was uh, impressed with is that they still, even after they went for the juggler, realized there was no throat to cut. So, you know, they basically just left it as that and uh, let you decide. Because the people that believe that these athletes aren't natural are already convinced that it's not. Um, I know that there's plenty of people, you know, we've talked about this in the past in my gym, who swore. You know, I even had a, a guy who, who started using because he'd been told that I was using, and he was trying to keep up at, uh, at the pace that I was going with my workouts and my, and my physique, which saddened me greatly. But, you know, if you believe it in your heart where no truth is going to change your mind, you're not going to change anything no matter how much evidence you put forth. It's, we have conspiracy theorists that are truly taking over the world in some arenas. So I don't mind the angle that they approach this, especially with uh, the fact that they're going to be looking at true natural athletes at the end of the day. So I'm more than okay with that. And as they get the understanding that we are actually natural athletes, Hopefully they'll learn to promote us more and in better, uh, better fashion than what they did initially. All right, very good, Mark. What What, what are some of the things that stood out to you from the from the documentary? I think, like I, I was viewing it, Desmond KP. Uh, you know, from trying to be as independent as I possibly could because I'm a great believer in that people have a right of choice. But it's more about the information that you're giving when you're trying to assist or support someone in that choice. And I think some very wise comments were made, like uh, Dorian said, you know, 25-year-olds may still take it. I think this is a reality of life. But I think to uh, allow the questions, as we're just talking about, to be presented allows a response to it, uh, which I think is, is quite a fair playground. And the ability that um, it was able to discuss and say what is actually in place to monitor um, these type of things, to guarantee, to protect um, the nature of the sport, because I don't think it was necessarily uh, a fight between two organisations. It was just a recognition that these two exist and you do have a choice from them. And if you want to go natural, this is the physique you could look at going, challenging, becoming for yourself. Uh, so there is an alternative. It was I, I thought just uh, non-natural were a little bit too defensive. Some comments a little bit mm, hard to support um, scientifically and physically what happens in the world. Oh, goodness, um, yes. But it was a it was a very very open. I loved it that there was a doctor on there, even though that doctor actually earns his revenue through selling management uh, of let's say chemicals to the body. Um, but he was quite open about what it does to the organs and stuff like that. So I think both sides of defence were able to represent themselves on the platform, um, which they both did, and it showed the mindset of both as well, which I thought was really, was really, really interesting um, and fair for, you know, uh, a good view of someone who visualises it as to the mentality of the two, not saying one's better than the other one, 
um, because we have we share a lot of common goals. You have to do hard work. You have to have your mind in it. You it helps you grow as a person. These type of things that you can get from it. But the natural side of it was able to say, hey, these are the these are the people we have in it. This is the way that they think. This is how they love the sport. This is what we do to support participation within that organization. These are the places we have, clearly as much as other organizations. And yes, we do test. We ask mm-hmm. you to stay for yourself and the organization loyal to what it is meant to be. Um, and I think that a lot of people would have been saying, okay, right. These people are actually doing their best they can for the right of the sport and what the title is. And I really enjoyed the exposure uh, for, because I know a lot of athletes for them as people, for them as getting credit. Um, but most of all for the exposure and the right to ask that type of question mm-hmm. so that people mm-hmm. have the ability then to explain to the broader community, not just us who were in the game or have an interest in it, um, but also other people that are looking in to actually grow help. Right to put a bit of clarity behind things that no, you don't have to. You can. It's your choice. These are the pluses. These are the minuses. Um, if you go that way, this is what happens. I think it explained that very, very well. Um, which I think that if you was a person just looking at it, not even interested, just come across the video, you would find a very good interest and balance in asking a question and, and allowing an answer. And some people were quite straightforward in that answer and their beliefs. And in saying that, people have an objective then return to that as to say, as to make their own decisions. And I think it laid that out to use our own minds to calculate from the information that the movie actually showed. And that, I mean, and that I do agree with basically everything you said. And it's really important. I um, I was very pleased with the opportunity to have the exposure, as you were saying, um, because it's not just the people who are in the game that are putting the story out there and try to, um, you know, promote natural bodybuilding. But you have, you know, the, the higher-ups, those that are most notable in Uh, the other side of bodybuilding actually leading the story. And they're going to draw the attention of all of the other people who normally probably wouldn't even give a natural bodybuilding a second look. But now they have it in in front of them, you know. And it's going to open a lot of eyes to what the opportunities are, for sure. So, I mean... I, you know, great opportunity, great opportunity across the board. I wasn't really sure how it was going to come out. I wasn't afraid of what they might find, but you never know how the the spin might come across. And yeah. and for the most part, you know, it it was decent. You know, so, you know, there's an, a part a part that I was hoping to see more of, not disappointed, but hoping to see more of, is that. Uh, it was quite a good talking point as well about, you know, the roles of certain elements and what they play in a bodybuilder in general across both fields, you know, nutrition, mind and all this. Uh, and they also included genetics. And, of course, genetics are going to give us a shape, but they are what they are. Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. thing that I was just lacking, I was hoping to come out of it, was that let's take genetics, for instance. Don't use it as an excuse because the sports offer so many classes 
that someone mm-hmm. can take up a healthy lifestyle, can do it. You can stand on the same stage as all those athletes that are there, but maybe in a different class. There's something suitable for you. You know, whether you want to have just like a figure and be bikini, whether you want a little bit more muscle and be physique, uh, or if you want to go and try and see how far you can go in the sport because you love it and you want to grow more, you can go all the way up to open. So there's also classes there. Also, if you're disabled, there's classes there for you. There's some extremely good athletes out there that develop their body even with a disability. You know, to me, I wanted that because for me, it, it, it just re-enhances that this can be for everybody. If you want it, don't look at any barriers. Uh, it can help you grow as a person irrelevant to where your genetics are or, or what True. your ability is as a person, whether you think. I like that a little bit, but I love that it showed the scenes and everything else like that. Um, but I would have just liked that flushed out rather more than, you know, a little bit more, right, these are your options, but also consider this, if you feel you're in this position, and I thought the classes and the, and, uh, and what they actually do provide and, and make uh, these op- opportunities could have been flushed out just a little bit more to expose the totality and the breadth and the width and the acceptability or capabilities for everybody to go and participate in this. Um, well, you know, I, I think um, the, the legal side of it, where some of uh, the people were basically bound to not talk about it until the, an opportunity like this was uh, arisen. So I, I give them, you know, kudos for being able to speak openly. Like uh, Mark said, you know, sometimes uh, there's a backstory to the backstory. And I know in certain organizations you can't speak of other organizations or any natural identity at all. So I, I was really appreciative that they stepped out on a limb and, and did that, especially when you consider the, the, the names that were at the shows at the Natural Olympia. Olympia. Oh, my goodness. I'm turning into that today. Natural Olympia. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and you pick on Desiree KP. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, KT, don't you pick I on me. Mean, I'm not going to do it. Um, so, you know, you know, somebody like Rico out there, and, you know, he and I go way, way back, and I'm sure more, more people go much further back than, than I do. But just to see his life and how he goes about his training and, and the interest of being a natural athlete for his life, for, you know, just for his life. And he was the first one that said the statement that has stuck with me for all the years since he said it, and that was that natural bodybuilding is the fountain of youth. And to get to have other people that can see, you know, the, the the years and years and years of work standing before you as a natural athlete, you know, that's really, like, foundational in opening that door, and not just opening it, but opening it for the, for the future of natural bodybuilding, not just himself as a natural athlete. That's big. That's really huge. And, and, and to have that uh, market opened up for even more athletes coming through, you know, like Justin, McGarry, I mean, that there's plenty of people that, that hit that stage, and they were more than ready to do so. And to have that on video shows just how big natural bodybuilding really is. Because, like, I, I can't remember who said it. Oh, I think it was uh, Meshach when he said every athlete started out as a natural athlete. And then they made the choice to go different. But to say that there's no market for natural bodybuilding is insane. And, and for people to think that it's somehow going to go away 
would be just as asinine. So we're you know, we're not closing the door on anything. We're actually opening the door more, much more often. I remember when PP went to uh, the Arnold and it, we had dollars, and I remember the guy specifically asking if his son could take the supplements. And I was like, well, what? Why wouldn't he? But then you know you realize the arena that we were in. And, of course, there's going to be some questions simply because of the arena we were in. So, you know, this stuff is open for us. Uh, if if we do our part, if we do like they did in this video, the doors are going to be bursting open because they can see that, you know, there's no shame, there's nothing to hide, and there's no uh, doctor tagged to me or any other natural athlete that's a true natural athlete. So I, I just wanted to say that and share that. And, uh, Mark, if you could get some of the names that were at that venue that were just, you know, for us, like world-renowned and, and still coming into the mainstream as far as uh, people to consider as someone to follow or someone to have an understanding of just how good natural bodybuilding is. Yeah, and I think, I think KP, you, you, you've said two very big things there. One, when you described a young gentleman who was looking at you in the gym and decided maybe to, or his belief was that you was doing something more than you actually are and how this upset you. But more importantly, why he thought that. And secondly, you talk about marketing. I think this is the exposure that when you physically see these athletes in this video, see them on stage, this is given a person a true, it's fair income, a true understanding of what you can achieve naturally. This has always been a huge question mark. I've listened to many a question said to E.G. Tanaka, is your figure possible without the use of anabolic steroids? Mm -hmm. And what can she say? Yes, I'm a 15, 20 year old, uh, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've developed these. I am yes. 100% natural. And there's, a, and there's an element of, ah, really? You can be like that? Yes, you can be like that too. I think that's what's the question out there, is the belief in it. I'm really not interested whether anyone is on steroids or not on steroids, or because this is also a mark that the athlete themselves can use to their own, uh, to, to their own gains as well. But the simple case is, is that, when you look at a an organization with a natural athlete, it's given a reflection which is true to people as to what you can obtain. Exactly. So if people understand this and can relate to this, this is just empowering them in that choice again of yes, I will, or no, I won't. Because let's face facts, some people will say no and some people will say yes. And the other thing about it is that I love that it showed about the natural organization is it had the doctor on there. It didn't have the likes mm -hmm. of maybe Sammy Sisk on there, right? These people in the organization that are later, well, I don't want to be rude, Sammy, if you're listening, who can continue with this sport for multiple years, 40 plus years, can maintain the muscle. It's very hard in the, in the steroid organ. You have to stay on them. And this is great risk. I'm not trying to be the person who compares the two here. But that longevity in the sport is also there. So it's not just about how you can look. It's about what you can keep and how long you can keep doing what you find love. Yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. a real big element as well. 
And very true. No, no doubt, no doubt. And then so along with that, so the athletes that they were featuring that, you know, are basically demonstrating all of these points just by their very being. So we had Philip Ricardo Jr. We had um, Justin Figara, who I Justin, where were where are you guys? We missed you. So if you if you hear this, you were you were missed today. We had uh, Rob Terry. I mean, who else, Mark? Who else did we have featured? Um, uh, Alondra and Tiffany. Alondra and Tiffany. Yep. Uh, Justin wasn't on the show. Ah. Um, though, though, for the respect and what he represents to the sport, it could have well been um, because he is. He's been the person always standing next to these champions when they go and get their award. I think one of them, Rob Terry, called him a, nem- a nem- nemesis to him. He's mm-hmm. possibly going to be even more of a nemesis to, to him in the future. But there was Rob Terry, Philip Ricardo, Adrian, uh, Alondra, Tiffany. Uh, and it showed glimpses of other athletes in there. Heather McGiven, the great Eric Lipton. Of course, the Caicos family as well, because they were, you know, um, trying to be the promoters behind all of this and the push for the whole organization. But a great selection, a great, and of course, Mr. Hearn and Kai Green and, and uh, others from the, uh, let's say, not natural side as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, you know, and actually, the more that I think about it, Kai Green is, he's, he's actually, if anyone could lead I guess this episode he he's just as appropriate as anyone because I mean he actually started out as Kaylin was saying you know he started out on the natty side of things he competed in the NGA in his early career he competed in the WNBF so he has seen that side of the equation now you know later in his career he decided to uh, switch over and uh, went NPC and then just climb the ranks from there but you know, Ty Green has been a phenom from the beginning, and he started out as a natural athlete. Very so true. he has that perspective. Even though it's many years ago that he has that perspective, he still has that perspective and experience. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think. I think that's a great thing, Desiree, because in doing so, he was a great person. I thought because he learned his love, passion, and desire, and personal growth. From being natural. Very true. Um, very true. Right, and, and that was where his passion grew to wanting to maybe make make choices as he goes down life. But by playing, let's say, or being involved in both sides of the sport, he's a very good advocate. And the case that he presented, how his base, his roots, grew him to the phenomenal attraction he is, and I'm sure he would say the phenomenal person and ability and his mindset and everything that he enjoys today um, was very good for the audience to be able to listen to. And he's a greatly respected person, whether you're natural or not natural, so. Yep. That he is. Well, he, I know that he's he one of the best posers in the business. So, you know, when you, when you say look at uh, Rico and how he does it, Cleveland Thomas, with his posing routine and and calgreen is way up there when it comes to that. So I know he could hold an audience by his fingertips if he wanted to. So you, you know, much much respect for that, especially you know when you talk about entertaining a crowd. Uh, these are the people that can do it and do it quite easily. I, I mean, you think about Moji Alua, 
these guys basically put their hearts and passion where it, where it belongs, and that's in the sport. And so when they're out there doing their thing, they're, they're really showing the love back. They're giving back to the, the sport that uh, they love and, and are in passion with. So, you know, you gotta you got to put that out there. And when, when you see the people that have basically opened the door, you know, whether you agree with their life choice or not, it's still the understanding when you, you look at when these shows are happening. Uh, one, one of the few names that you see repeatedly is uh, Kai Green. Is he going to be in it? You know, is it really a true champion if Kai Green hasn't been picked on, on the enhanced side? So, you know, let's get that out there and, and, and no shame in the game of that. But we still have to understand that, you know, like Mark saying something that's really relevant in my life right now because it's happening right now, and that's, you know, the choices that we make have to have the rent being paid due. And one of the guys that was, when I first started competing, had told me he was a natural athlete because he was going to a, an enhanced natural show, and we already know what that is. And he has been showing up at our gym all these years later. I think it's been 10 years now. And to see him and everybody was like, well, what happened? You know, how did, did he get sick? Did it, you know, and all he did was go back to the size he had before he started using the drug. And there was a fellow that he was bringing in that he was training and working out with. And so, you know, we, there's some pictures of us on the wall of fame at our gym, and he's not on it. And the guy was asking, you know, why he never competed and why this and why that. And this uh, fellow had won the, the Ironman in Illinois, uh, uh, you know, some years back. But now you can't see it. So, you know, when we talk about a natural athlete, and hopefully with Generation Iron coming out like this, they can see the longevity of it, as Mark was speaking on, but also the, the life that you can live after you decide to step away from the stage and still have the physique that you were winning on the stage. So, you know, these are things that can be opened up now to talk about because there is a life after the stage and there's a life after competition. And thankfully for natural athletes, we still look like the person that was up there. Hello? <laughs> and there it is. There it is, that silence. And it's true. And as natural athletes, we still do look like the people that have been up there and, and always will. So that is one of the, the strong points there. And, you know, in the athletes that were featured, even though I was confused about Justin and now I'm sad, but uh, they're phenomenal. I mean, and they are at the top of their game and they look spectacular. I mean, there is nothing about their physique that there is no one on the face of this earth wouldn't wouldn't want to have if they could. And so it just really showcases the potential of the natural body and I just think that's fantastic. Although they were a little lopsided on the men versus the women, but other than that, you know what, the women were still part of it and that, yeah. we're gonna call that good. We're gonna call that good. Yes, I think I think the same the same thing was said by Tan, by Tantanica. But you know, you kind of favour yourselves and want that exposure. Um, you know, so I think that was great. 
uh, a great thing <laughs> from you. You know, and also, you know, Desiree, again, with these classes, with these classes, if you was anybody who saw uh, or goes on YouTube uh, to see the clips, there was over 30, uh, 30 40 can, uh, competitors in bikini. Like, the stage was nearly mm-hmm. too small. You know, when you look at the different uh, the different shows, they're equally as much in some classes in both natural as there is in the more, let's say, populated audience type of thing that is currently, they say, like the IFBB, etc. You know, that, there's a huge participation in these classes. And the ladies are fully uh, represented within the natural side of the sport, fully, equally oh, yes. as much as men. Yes, yes. Well, you know, that is, I will say true, would still love to see the women's bodybuilding category flourish as it once did. Um, but women, women are in it, they're representing, and it's, it's great that it continues to grow for females as well as it does for men. Oh, yeah, I think, on. you know, you, if, hold on, if, guys. If, 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 hold on, hold up, hold up, so this one's from Carl, and I think, Des had alluded to this at the beginning. Uh, the natural athletes can represent the masters and the ultra masters for the rest of their lives if they choose. Why isn't that more portrayed when we're speaking on natural bodybuilding? That's from Carl. I, I Carl, I, I think that just depends on who's speaking about it because Kaylin and I talk about the masters all the time and yes. how natural bodybuilding is a sport that you can continue to excel in despite your age, should you choose. Um, Mark, thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, as I was saying before, you know, um, there's some there's some athletes, 50 plus, who are still in open classes. Mm-hmm. Still competing against 20 odd year old people and masters there's people who are you know in the 70s you know still getting up on stage still showing how they're able to be active uh their participation it it's uh it, it's so beautiful to see these type of people because we think in our heads that certain things aren't possible but they actually are um so just to actually expose these type of people um, so that people can see reality, what I pers- what the body can achieve. Um, yes. That it's, it's a very, very important factor to it. It's longevity. You know, if you think about it, and this is the way I think about it and the way I talk to people about it, you know, when you talk to them, oh, it's so hard. Oh, that really <laughs> tested me. Yes, mm-hmm. so you grew. You did it. You achieved that. Yes, I'm beginning to love it. And it's, uh, it, it's becoming less of a, you know, I, I came into this sport thinking it was hard, it was challenging, it required this, but I love it. And now I'm doing something that I love. So I'm trying to re-navigate my life where I can go to the gym one more time a week to do it because I really want to go out there and do it. And you meet them and you think, oh, they may keep it, they may not keep it, but they, they said they love it and they keep returning, keep returning, keep returning, keep asking questions, keep asking for development, keep pushing, because they have this inherent belief in themselves now that goes throughout their whole life. And yes, you know, we have athletes in the amateur and professional natural game 
game that have been in the sport for 30 odd years. You take an mm-hmm. Eric Lipton, you take a Ricardo, you take a Kyoshi Moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these people are still active, posting active videos. Mm-hmm. You know, of, they're in their 50s for goodness sake. And we, we even think that, you know, in your 50s, you should be past it in, in a bloody coffin. You know, and then you look at others that are 60, 70, even 80. Yeah, this is the possibility of health, of life, of enjoying yourself, of the participation, of the ability that we can expand, you know, uh, a human body. There was a, mm, I wouldn't say professor, uh, and maybe he's a researcher that, that was on the video, and he said a comment, I took it as, you know, we have not seen how big a body can get. To me, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the most useless and most ir- irresponsible comment you can make from a professional yep. medical type of person. So he's not medical. He's just put himself out of that scenario. We haven't, mm-hmm. we haven't proven on life our belief in our own capabilities as a natural human being, both in lifestyle as in sport. You know, And it, it really is a major question that not only can you find something, you can continue to do it and make it your lifestyle, create it as a love, participate in those love objectives even more, and just keep hold of them. Just keep maintaining them. Just keep doing it. You may not even have to go on a bodybuilding stage. But it doesn't mean yeah. to say these aspects haven't got power and supporting you mentally, physically, emotionally, and your health throughout the whole of your life. Mm-hmm. I remember when Tanaka broke her arm and she couldn't do certain things. She was bloody a pain in the ass. You know, because she just got this thrill in her body. That, no, that's what I do. No, you, she, she could have killed the bugger that broke her arm too. You know, so this is just like this COVID period. You know, people being, people have, have learned the passion that this means to them by, by having to create things, uh, having to use their mind. But they know they've got the ability um, because they've been in the sport. So again, just the exposure of what you can achieve, a bit more exposure on the classes that we have there and the age of people that this variance is. I would estimate the age is from, there's juniors as well. So we're talking mm. about teens, let's say, all the way through to people that are 70, 80 years of age. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful sport. What other sports can you do where you can still compete at that age, Kaylin, Desiree. Uh, you, you got me. Exactly. I know Des has met somebody that can speak well on it that I still have yet to meet because she went down to Peoria <laughs> and got to meet her. But I digress. Um, I remember, and this is, had nothing to do with bodybuilding at the time for me. I was down to get my certification for kickboxing because I really wanted to make that a part of my life, you know, going into my future. And... Got down there a little early for, you know, meeting up with everybody, so I decided to get a nice little workout. And when I was doing this workout, this fellow had seen me and the style I was incorporating, and he, he wanted to try it, you know. And I think, well, sure, you know, less ways for me to have to change up, the sooner I can get away, get this uh, workout completed. And we went for about two hours, and, you know, this is back in the day before I really understood time regulation and stuff like that. But he kept the conversation very limited, basically just for when we were changing out weights and, you know, had a great, great workout. And I realized this guy's physique is it's looking really good. And then so I talked to him, and he's like, uh, well, I'm down here for a reason, too. He was getting ready for a bodybuilding show. 
And, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I was a skeptic because I, I didn't know, you know, he, with his physique, the way he looked, he looked 30 pounds more than what he was. You know, that was one of the first things I noticed. And then the other thing is that this guy was 64 years old and he didn't look a day over 42. And just to see that kind of physique really had me more motivated to get through that weekend and get that certification. Because, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, if he can do this at this level, you know, and, and be pushing himself at, at you know, for, I, I don't have phenomenal workouts, but I know that I can hold my own against the best. And just to watch him just moving this weight at his age and, you know, no knee, bad, knee bands, no, you know, wrist wraps, no arm wraps, no waist trainers, you know, all this stuff is basically done off of him keeping great form and doing a great workout, and it was so impressive. I can't express how impressive it was to see a 64-year-old throwing weights around, you know, just doing what he needed to do to get ready for his pump-up for the show that he was doing. Granted, like he said, you know, he had to work harder to keep it, but he had the body that could keep it, and he was doing everything to address the needs of keeping it around for as long as he could. And this guy was 64 years old. That just, you know, that just blew me away mentally. Uh, it it definitely made my weekend much easier to do in spite of all the suffering of, of doing class after class after class. But just knowing in the back of my head that this guy had been doing it 20, 30 years longer than I'd been alive. So it, it was really something that touched my heart. I still can't remember his name. He introduced himself, of course. But, I, you know, it was one of those me more concerned about something else than the, the situation I was in at the time. But I'll never forget him. I'll never forget his physique, and I'll never forget his mentality of, of just basically holding on with the intent of doing this for the rest of his life. And his physique was phenomenal. I, I would be very interested to see how he did, but I can't remember his name to go back and do so. Yes? No, I'm with you on that totally, and I'm not going to get long-winded because we only have a couple minutes oh, left, thanks. so I want to get last thoughts. <laughs> I wasn't saying you're long-winded. I'm saying I'm not getting long-winded, so mm. I want to get your uh, last thoughts on yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, clear, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was not picking on you. You're trying to make a good case, but I digress. So, Mark, last thoughts on Generation Iron Natty for Life. Uh, very good. Very good introduction to the sport. I think it has great legs and an interest from the public to see a Natty for Life 2, let's call it, or what is it, Iron Man 5. I found it considerably more interesting than their previous movies. Uh, I like number one. Number two was okay, but I thought this one was extremely good as well. Uh, great representation from both sides. Great clear mindset of both sides. Great advertisement. Um, of true life natural bodybuilding, true life natural bodybuilding and what it can do. Um, fantastic. Very, very good, both on grounds of act, active lifestyle, health, everything. I thought it was a very good representation that was made by the exposure that was allowed and provided for the natural athlete to have their say. Excellent. Couldn't have said it better. Kaylin, snickerdoodle shout out. Hey, I, I know the videos always get better if they uh, allow the athletes to have their snickerdoodle. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark, for joining us tonight. So on behalf of 
Mark South and all of our friends in Australia, Kaylin, myself, and the boys from P for P Muscle, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>